is loaded. That means you have 60 seconds to get there and start your lift. She walks out on stage. Before that. Oh, before that, before Adrian's that, giving the ammonia. The ammonia, ammonia sniffing salts, right? It's like, yeah. take, take a breath, Megan. Take one deep breath. Focus on what you're doing. Then I want you to set. Once you've got your set up, focus on the bar. And I want, I want you to get the let out. I want you to focus first, get everything set. Just let it go quiet and then give it everything. And what I said to her, I was like, you're stronger than all the other women here. <laughs> Show them why you are. That's what I said right before she walked so out. So she walks out, she yeah. looks determined. Now I'm already there at the platform. I get up, so I'm doing her lift out. So she gets in, she gets tight, the shoulders are pulled back. All right, she's ready. We give her the unrack. I say, breathe normally until you hear the calls. I jump off stage, I have to get off before they start. Yeah, the bar is yeah. And then the ref says, start. She brings it down smooth. The pause is locked on great. Press. <laughs> All right. We ready? Yeah, we ready? Welcome back to the Big Flex, everybody. Welcome back to the Big Flex. What are we flexing on today, Adrian? Well, to begin with, over the weekend, we had a very successful powerlifting comp. So yes. I want to talk a little bit about that right off the bat. I think that's actually the theme for the entire podcast today. Excellent. We're doing a novice powerlifting comp recap um, from the... Mega August Novice Powerlifting Comp that was held at Ruchi's Gym here in WA. Yeah. Because our state is better than overeats and we're allowed to do stuff. Hey. Victorians, place in you the world stay home, you stay live. away from us. Isn't that fun? Perth went from like the most boring place to the best place. It was never boring. People that say there's nothing to do in Perth, uh, you know. Just never went to the they beach. Just, they just never did anything good. That We have yeah. lots of stuff we can do here. There Thank is. you very there much. Is. Yes. So, excellent. Awesome. It was a really fun weekend as well. Yeah. It was, it was so much more fun than I thought it would be. Right. Now, I've coached at a fair few powerlifting meets before. So, it wasn't anything um, new to me. Uh, it was the first time taking one of our clients, Jess, through a powerlifting meet. So it's always fun watching first, you know, people. And well, Megan's first powerlifting meet too, though she's competed in strong women before. So it was it was nice to be able to um, take two people through a new uh, form of competition that they haven't um, been exposed to before. So that's always fun. But it was your first time uh, doing doing the coach. It's called being a handler. You're 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 being a handler on the day, and I you're like coaching the them through the day. Yeah, yeah. You're an athlete. You're a handler. More official. Yeah, I've yeah. I've watched before, and I've I've. Uh, I've been there in solidarity and supporting uh, friends and, and clients, but I've never actually coached anyone through one. I've never been a handler before. So that was, it was, yeah, it was interesting. Interesting to, to figure out how everything works properly and see it all uh, in motion and see you in comparison to a few of the other coaches and to see what other people are doing. And it was, yeah, it was, it was a good experience. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Nice. So um, for those that have never been to a powerlifting meet before, we can sort of give you a rundown of how it goes and then we'll, we'll talk about what happened um, at this meet. So basically... Powerlifting is squat, bench, deadlift. You've got to do three attempts of each lift. Um, and you have to have at least one successful attempt per lift to get a total. And then whoever has the biggest total in that weight class uh, wins that weight class. Now, there is a formula that all the totals go into later and to see who wins the whole competition. But uh, because it was a novice comp, they didn't take into um, – they didn't really – you know, it wasn't for a second – Third on totals or yeah. on uh, on formulas on um, coefficients or, or a bit more of yeah. a, a cruisier day. It was general. more so yeah. getting everyone, all the competitors that hadn't competed before. I think you're allowed to compete in two novice comps, so you know once or twice, or so n none or once before. Um, Is that like uh, I know in a, a few other competitions, the people who who run the event reserve the right to bump you into a, a higher category. Like if you've done a few novice comps before and you are crushing it, instead of just constantly crushing it, they reserve the right to 
like only let you compete in higher events? Or I'm not sure if, I mean, to be fair, that's the Rucci brothers that are running the comps. Mm. It's a GPC, well, it's a novice comp, so it's not, I don't know if technically an affiliated comp with GPC yet, um, but it was run on GPC rules. I think, I mean, they could, it's their gym, it's yeah. their competition, they probably could do that, but I, I'm not sure that they would. I think that's more or less, you compete once or twice in a novice comp, mm -hmm. and then you move up into the proper comps, okay. whether it be, you know, Western Classic or GPC States, or, you know, trying to qualify for nationals. So, yeah. um, but the novice comp is great because it gives people, uh, uh, the athletes and competitors, a really good insight into what they need to expect for a real comp. And they run everything really, like they run a tight ship. Um, yeah, it was really they, cool to see. They did actually, that yeah. was that was good uh, to, to get the hang of that. Like how many athletes there are and how many warm ups they're gonna do, like how many attempts they're gonna do and then where your athlete should be warming up and preparing and getting ready. And yeah. you were running a very tight schedule throughout the whole day. Well, I had everything written down. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and you got to make sure you got to be able to deviate, but you got to keep things pretty tight. Anyone else with a pad? Right. Well, no down. one else had a bum bag, and if you don't they, wear they a bum bag not. as a coach, are you even actually coaching? You got to hey, have a bum bag with all the goodies in it. That is, we had two athletes competing, four PBs, both athletes, and I mean, I don't want to say it's just because of the bum bag, but it definitely played a big role. If there was no bum bag, you know, it it probably would have been. One PB? Two. No, I was kidding. They did a great job. They, they, they did well. But the bum bag helps for sure. It, um, it did. It yeah. Did. It was handy. But basically, uh, the way a powerlifting meet runs is that you have flights of competitors. So in this competition, there was four flights. There was two in the morning, and then there was two in the afternoon. Um, two sessions they competed. They said all the guys come to the afternoon, all the ladies are in the morning, and they had basically two flights in each one. And basically, they run flights because if you have too many competitors – um, it takes too long to cycle through everyone for one lift. You'd be waiting too long. So generally, you're going to have between 10 and 15 people in a flight. So the two morning flights, there was, f I want to say, 12 in one flight and 14 in the in the other. So um, or around about those numbers. And so basically, flight one warms up by themselves for the squat, and then they get out there, and then you do it in ascending order of bar weight. So the lighter squat starts, and then you work up because yep. you have to allocate your numbers. So before the comp, say my opener is going to be. 50 kilos or 100 kilos or whatever your opener is going to be. And then if you miss it, you might want to try to repeat that because you can always repeat. You can't go down though. Um, or if you're feeling really confident it was a silly mistake, you might increase. Or so if you, you get it. your numbers before the actual Yeah, yeah. So Megan and Jess, um, the day before when they weighed in, they also set up on the racks and the equipment there, said, all right, this is the height that I want it to be set up for yep. me when I'm on the platform. And this is the number that I'm going to be attempting for my first attempt. Yeah. Okay? And then all of the uh, the bioloaders and everyone, they, they've got their run order, they've got their list, and they, they actually ran a really they, tight ship. They were saying at the beginning of the competition that they give you 60 seconds to do your lift, and then the people loading the bars and changing the heights of everything in that within that like 30 seconds in between lifts were getting everything sorted on set and then they just call your name and you're ready to go. It was really, really efficient actually. Yeah, it's very efficient, it's super quick. Quickly, yeah. They actually have some really cool programs now. So basically, I don't know if you saw this, but inside the uh, the competition area, there's a big screen. And so when it says next competitor that, is yeah. this, this is their weight. And then it had a picture, it said it would be like red, blue, color and basically that means all right put a red plate on put a blue plate on put a color on yeah so it's really good it helps with misloads because you know before people were using a lot of programs like that you know people might just make a mental mistake exactly. and misload the bar exactly what to do. right and there's still misloads you got to keep an eye on the on the loaders all the time but also, um but it is a bit easier now behind the stage as well where the athletes are competing there's a screen where what is happening is being filmed in real time so you can look at the screen and watch people do their lifts but also the run order there was a blue 
Blue, red, blue, and green. Yeah, blue means they're setting up for it and the lift hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And then if they make a good lift, it's green. And if, if they, they fail a lift, red. it's red. And Correct. So you can see what's happening and like keep track of how everything's going. It was really, really yeah. well run. It's yeah. fun, right? It was. Yeah. It was. And so basically, flight one would run through all of their squats. Let's say there's 14 people in flight one. The first, all, second, yeah, and third. All 14 would run through it and then it would go back to the first person again or whoever had the next lowest amount. They, they start the second round. Um, and basically... They go through all three of their squat attempts, and then that's flight one done. And then flight two, which is where our two athletes were in, uh, they go in and do all three of theirs. So basically when flight one is competing, flight two is warming up, right? And vice versa. And vice versa. So when flight two is warming up for squats, flight one is now warming up. When flight two is competing for squats, flight one is warming up for bench press. Then when flight one is doing bench press, flight two is warming up for bench press, right? So we rotate through like that. And sometimes there might be three flights. Right, so you'll have a flight where you don't do anything, and they're, they're the longer days because you have to sort of make sure you're getting food in, make sure you're staying hydrated, not eating too much, not cooling down, not cooling either. down all the way, like still maybe yeah. working a bit of mobility. Um, luckily, it was a, a fat because it was only two runs. Um, it, it went through a bit a bit quicker, yep. so there wasn't much waiting around at all. Actually, it, it moved through very quickly, yeah, um, which was great. Um, but yeah, timing. You touched on that before. Timing is a big part in a powerlifting competition because. And you said you noticed this as well. Um, even though there was 14 people in our flight, um, we were looking around. Uh, but when we were warming up, there was really only maybe two or three other people that were war- that were warming up, and we were warming up. It looked like a lot of people did their warm ups, and then they were just kind of standing around watching. And um, yeah, it, it it moved through a lot quicker. Like you have 60 seconds to do your lift. You to walk out there, do your lift, leave, and then that it just take about 45 seconds to about a minute and 20 for them to get like a full turnaround to the next person. Yeah, it's not long. And it didn't even take that long. A lot of people just walked straight up to the bar, hit their lift and left in under 30 seconds. So it could go anywhere from from the 12 to 14 people in the flight. It was 10 minutes to the full 14. It never took the full 14. It was about 10 minute turnover in between. It was was really good. Yeah. I didn't think it would go that quickly. Yeah. So yeah. I think that some people, yeah, and, and this is because it's a novice comp, not everyone had coaches mm-hmm. and not everyone had a lot of experience. So they would do all their warm-ups. But you've got to realize when yeah. you're warming up yeah. for a squat or a bench press, well, especially because it's a novice, you're not lifting crazy heavy numbers. You know, relatively, it might be quite tough for you. But if you're, let's say, opening at uh, a 60-kilo squat, you might only want two warm-up sets or three warm-up sets after yeah. a little bit of mobility. And people were seeing, all right, flight one's out there, and they were doing all their warm-ups, and they'd be done before the first – Rotation. And they said, well, standing you got around for 10 minutes waiting. Right? Standing around for 20 minutes because you've got two more rounds to exactly. get through. Yeah. So that's why um, a little bit of experience comes into play. So when we said, all right, flight one for the, um, so the round one of flight one is starting, we're not going to do any warm ups yet. We're just going to do our mobility work. So that's where I send it with you. You'll see you're doing inchworms, band work, keep them moving, um, and get them sort of ready to start warming up. Then you need to look at where your athletes are situated. In the flight, so That's we had right, one we had Jess and Megan. Jess and, and they, Megan, and one started warming up through the, their second round. One started warming up through the third round. And you were all over that. Yeah, so well, basically, Megan, because she had quite strong lifts, she was, you know, usually on the either the last or the second last lifter to uh, to go out. Whereas Jess was yeah. more in the middle of the pack. So we made sure Jess was getting her warm ups in, you know, in the middle of round two. Whereas Megan was waiting to the end of round two to start. Yep. Um, and then we're getting our second and third, sometimes a fourth warm-up set um, before they get out there. But basically, we're timing it where even with Megan, she might even be doing her final warm-up set when the first person from our flight is out on stage yeah. because we still know it's going to take four, 10 to 14 minutes before she gets there. Yep. So enough to get a big lift in. You know, you don't want to be maxing out on your warm-ups, but you want to be getting close to your opener. Yep. And, and that's the thing as well, picking your openers. 
right? Yeah, it didn't look like a, a lot of people that were warming up. They weren't really doing any calculated jumps. They were just kind of casually warming up. Some people, some people well. definitely had calculated jumps. A, a few did, but yeah. I noticed the majority didn't. And I guess, yeah, that is, it wasn't. That's just comp, an experience right? thing. But yeah, that's exactly. that's what's so fun about these novice comps is that people figure it out. This is yeah. where they're figuring out these things. So, and I'm sure a few of those ladies would come back and be like, you know what? I just warmed up too quickly and I was standing around for half an hour. Yeah. Spread that out a little bit better, yeah. you know? And it was really nice for me because normally I've, in the past, I've been coaching by myself where I had Adrian helping me. So uh, I could send uh, Megan and Jess to him before they hit the stage. Um, and he can be his nice calming voice and take a breath relax just think about you be in the moment think about your lift all right don't worry about anyone else listen for your calls it was very it was very zen i was impressed i was like i'm gonna let you do your thing i'm too much of a hype man i'm out there i'm sitting on the other side of the stage i'm sitting god i'm gonna step back here god ready i've got a couple of those on the video nice zoom in on your face just like this like yelling yeah. as loud as you can. They were really good. Yeah, that, that's actually something that they said as well. Yeah. So you were hyping them up like crazy and I calmed them down right before they went yep. out there. The the beginning, actually, the, the first lift for both of them, they were a bit nervous oh, and, and jittery. And yeah. Jittery. And, and then we kind of kicked in and the, 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 it just worked the, really well. The first, the first lift is always going to be jittery. And because yeah. it's a squat, people drop down real quick. Yeah. Do the and old, do the old well. stripper drop. Pow, pow. That was something that... He said, actually, she's like, I forgot to breathe. I was like, just yeah. take a breath. Just take a breath. Focus. Yeah, take no, a breath. that was good. I actually I actually thought we performed quite well as a team. It was nice. It was. And then that made it easier for me because I'm already there next to the um, officiating table. And so what happens after your lift is that you then have to tell them what you want to do for your second lift. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I have my little bit of paper that I've been writing down, talking to the ladies beforehand. This is what our you know, ideal goals are. And if things are going to plan, this is what we're going to do. If they don't go to plan, this is our backup numbers, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that was good. Not I look at the lift. Them, not letting them get too disheartened if they don't make a list or too excited if they do make a lift. Right, right. Yeah. And that's tricky. And we'll talk about that in just a second. We will, because we will. We'll talk about that in just a second. Um, but yeah, that and that happens. And that will happen all the way through all the way through um, levels of competition. People get mm-hmm. too excited or they underestimate or overestimate. And so it's sometimes good to have an external eye on your lift because obviously as coaches, we can't feel what the competitor is feeling. We can only judge off how fast the bar moves and how much they look like they're straining to get that lift, right? But that's the difference, I think, from being an athletic competitor in that environment where you you might get your opener and you might hit your, your second lift and you might feel amazing and you're running on a high and then overestimate just a little bit and then say that third lift where you're going for that PB, you don't quite get it because you just got a bit too overconfident. Whereas uh, an objective eye like the coach being able to actually reel you in a little bit and just make sure that you hit the numbers that you were there to hit or or even push harder or back it off or, you know, like that 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 makes a big difference for your total numbers for the day. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and that's the thing as well. So um, the end goal, if you're in a competition competition, is probably not to... I want to get a PB on this lift. Like, I mean, they're definitely sub goals. There are goals out there. I want a PB on my lifts. But the big goal, if you're competing on stage, is to is to win, more or less. Yeah. And that's the biggest total. Yeah. So you can have the biggest squat and get a 20 kilo PB. But if you do a terrible bench press and a terrible deadlift because you've missed your that. second and third attempts because yeah. you're you know you're overreaching, well then you're not going to win the comp. And no one cares what your squat is if you come dead last. Exactly. All right. Yep. As much as that pains me to say, because I do love a good squat. Yeah. Um, that's what it is, right? It's all strategy. It's, it's strategy. All about the day. And so. This is more of a fun day because it's a novice comp. They weren't working for totals necessarily. Yep. In three weeks' time when there's GPC States and Megan will be competing again, they will be. she will be working for the biggest total because she's going to want to win that comp. In saying that, ideally want to get PBs on your squat, bench, deadlift, and total. They had four PBs, yep. which they all did. And it's only three weeks away, so we're going to see how we go. But I've got a nice little um, pretty actually horrendous 
programming for that poor lady um, for the next two weeks. It is heavy before her deload. She's going to thrive. She's going to thrive off of it. It's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do want to touch on um, that external eye. So, so basically, yeah, something that happened on yeah, the day. Right? We're going to talk yeah, about we'll Megan right now. Is that we had written down? Um, this, is, this is what you get, Megan. <laughs> this is what you get for not listening to your coach. Now you're going to be a case study for everybody. Seventy-five, eighty-five, um, or seventy, eighty, eighty-five were actually her original three goals for like bench for bench press for bench press. Seventy-five, eighty, eighty-five kilos. Right. So before before the bench press. Everyone squatted first. Everyone squatted first. Bench press. She had an opener, middle, and she crushed all of those and yep. hit those numbers really, really well. well so we, she, well she we, actually, we actually, we yeah. So we, we we changed it a little bit. So it was originally going to be seventy five. Uh, sorry, sev- yeah, seventy five, eighty, eighty five. Because her PB here in the gym was eighty two and a half. Yeah. She has done an eighty five with a pause, but it was really shaky and it actually wouldn't have passed in a powerlifting meet. That's mm-hmm. why it's not on the records board, right? Yeah. So um, her goal was to get eighty five, which would be a PB. Um, and a really nice place to, to, to move from. Mm-hmm. The way we'd also, one of her big goals was to get a 400 kilo total. Yep. And that's really impressive, right? So she won a 400 kilogram total. So the summation of, or the combination of her squat bench and dip. Um, and the numbers that we had planned out, you know, get you right up around to that one, uh, to that 400 kilo total. Yep. So basically she nailed a 135 on her squat. She did. The, the, the bench is going. She nails 75. We say, you know what? There's no point doing 80. We're going to go straight to 85 because it looked quick. We do the 85. So I'm great. All right, quick mental math. If we do a 90 and she gets a 175 deadlift, we're at 400. Now her PB for a deadlift is a 172 and a half. And I think she's got 175 in the tank. Yes. So I'm like, great. So let's go for 90. And she's like, comes off, comes off the bench and she's full of adrenaline. She yep. just got a PB. Um, it, it moved well. It wasn't it's lightning fast, but it moved well. She got a PB for her was it for her squat as well. Yeah, she PB'd a squat. PB'd a squat. Now she's PB'd a bench press, on a high, right? And, and just she, PB'd. And bench she had press. some more kilos in the tank for the squat too. She did. So she gets up. She's like, I want ninety two and a half. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, whoa, hey, let's you know, let's have a look at the sheet. Yeah. And she goes, she goes oh, I felt really good. I'm like, it look, it looked good. I think ninety is definitely there. I think yeah. 90 is definitely there. And then we're in a really good position. She's like, I want the 92 and a half. I'm like, all right, you know, you're the athlete. In the end, it's up to you. Yep. She goes 92 and a half. Now, third round comes in and she she gets down. All right. I give, looks, her the, I give her the lift out. I'll give, it Whatever, I'll give her the lift out. I'm going to go through, I'm going through play okay, by play. Go for it. We, we, we lift out. So no, first of all, bar is loaded. That means you have 60 seconds to get there and start your lift. She walks out on stage. Before that. Oh, before that, before Adrian's that, giving the ammonia. The ammonia, ammonia sniffing salts, right? It's like, yeah. take, take a breath, Megan. Take one deep breath. Focus on what you're doing. Then I want you to set. Once you've got your set up, focus on the bar. And I want I want you to get the letter. I want you to focus first. Get everything set. Just let it go quiet and then give it everything. And what I said to her, I was like, you're stronger than all the other women here. <laughs> Show them why you are. That's what I said right before she walked so out. So she walks out. She yeah. looks determined. Now I'm already there at the platform. I get up because I'm doing her lift out. So she gets in. She gets tight. The shoulders are pulled back. All right, she's ready. We give her the unrack. I say, breathe normally until you hear the calls. I jump off stage. I have to get off before they start. Yeah, you do. You the bar is set. Yeah. And then the ref says, start. She brings it down smooth. The pause is locked on great. Press. She drives. She drives. It's hard. She's shaking. She gets it just past halfway. And she just didn't get it. She misses the lift. She just missed the lift. She, she got three lift. quarters of the way up. It looked so good from where I was standing. I thought she had it. And it was about, it was just past halfway. And she just didn't, it was so close. Yeah. She didn't quite have it. You didn't even press your. Which one for that? I you mean this one. 
Oh no. <laughs> um, so so basically she comes off stage and I am fighting now every fiber of my being. I'm using every ounce of self-restraint not to say, I told you we should have gone 90, mm-hmm. right? Because she would have definitely nailed the 90, but you're not going to say that in mid-comp because you've got to no. get her head back in the game. And she would have. It was... Right oh, she would have nailed the 90, for sure. She would have nailed the 90, and it would she have looked nailed the 90. good too. And all that means now is that strategically, with deadlifts, was going to be a 155, 165, 175 attempt. Had to be if a we little want, bit higher If we want those. the 400, she needs to hit a 180, which is now a seven and a half kilo PB. Yeah. Anyhow, she gets out there. She nails the 155. I said, all right, that looked great. Let's go straight to 170. Hold on, hold on. Before Ooh, we even right, get to the deadlifts, all right, all right. that is actually a really interesting point. It's what we were talking about before. Like She got a little too cocky. She was running on a high. And then instead of listening to... Well, I don't think it was cocky. She just she was having a great meet. She was lifting really, really well. She right? was. It's not, it's not cocky okay, at all. Okay, so then it's not just cocky at all. Because, Maybe she... It's, it's a different... It's like when you get out on stage um, and that first rep, you're just so like... Full of adrenaline that you just like drop into it, like because you're not you're not you're not centered, you're, like you're not you're just so full of adrenaline and everything is shaking and everything yeah. goes so quickly, um, and that's what it felt like. So, she just got a PB. She's so full of adrenaline. The crowd is cheering, and so they she's like, too. I can nail ninety two and a half, which is a great attitude. So it's not cocky. I think it's a great attitude Do you think to maybe have. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, so then was it cocky? Maybe she just just slightly overestimated because I think of how good slight, she was feeling. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that's that all. goes back to what we were saying before about the coach being there to kind of reel you in if you get either too high and too low. And then that's what happened next. So after that, she changed her, her mentality changed a little bit and she was a little low and you could see it. She was, she was a bit sore after really pushing. She put in as much effort as she possibly could to get that rep. Um, and so getting back into the deadlifts, then as she like, she did her opener and did, I was just trying to really gently get her back into that mindset because I could see that she was on a bit of a downer and she needed to get those those bigger numbers to get the total, right? And so she could already tell. You could tell in her head that she wasn't quite where she was on that high and that like really powerful mentality that she had. So over the course of the next three lifts, I was just like quietly in the background, just really gently right before all, the, all of her lifts trying to trying to hype her up without being like, oh my God, you're amazing. You could, you know, cause she was, yeah. she was on a bit of a low. So right. that was kind of fun to experience that and then see how you were treating her, see how she changed. Um, like her, her, her motivation kind of dipped a little bit and then like watch it go right back up for the deadlifts, which you're about to bring up. As yeah. Well. Which is fantastic. So then, by a blow. Yeah. So then we have to, <laughs> well, we had to then just reassess our, our moves. So it was going to be 155, 165, 175. I said, now if we go 155, 165, it's a, you know, it's a big jump to get up to 180. Yeah. So I said, all right, so what we do is we're going to see how it feels. And she goes, we just have to see how it feels. So we, the 155 flew up. So right then there we said, all right, well, let's go 170. Because then it's a shorter jump to 180. Yeah. But if it feels real tough, we can still pull back and go for a 175. You still get a PB on the deadlift. Yeah. Right. Not necessarily a PB for the total, but a PB correct. For the deadlift. Anyhow, she goes out there, nails the 170, puts us both in full confidence for the 180. Yeah. But she goes out there and crushed as well. So she ended up coming away. Yeah. Three PBs from three lifts plus a PB on total. She redeemed herself. She <laughs> redeemed herself. It was um, good. But they both did so fantastic. And Jess also got four PBs. So PB'd all three lifts and the total. And that's yeah. kind of fun as well. You actually made some. Comp. You made some. Great. gifts i did so this was actually this probably made the whole day for me after every single one of the pbs that she did i uh we, we got videos of everything we're filming everything she literally jumped for joy quite literally jumped off the bench from we there's a screen uh, right behind you when you're lifting and it, it shows if you've seen the olympics before they give you the green lights on those olympic lifts. Or white lights yeah, uh, white lights like they do the same thing so red or white lights and at the end of your lift, you do your lift and then you look up to see if you got a, a legal lift or a no lift and you see her get up and look and 
the second it registers in her head, she literally jumps up in the air for all three of the PBs that she yeah. got. It was great. And I made a couple of gifts out of them. I've been sending them around. It's, it was good. It's quite funny because um, it is. after the first two lo uh, lots of bench press, mm -hmm. um, so after the first bench press, she's like looking at me like, did I get it? I'm like, well, yes, yeah, so look, that giant TV the, screen that has yeah. three white lights. Yeah, that's you. That you got it. She's like, oh. And so then from then on, every time she looked at it, she's like, yeah, and just jump up, pout, pout yeah. pumped, you know? It's yeah, it was, it was actually quite good to see it because a lot of the other competitors were just like excited and oh, they'd be a bit vocal, but um, she was the only one that was quite literally jumping, jumping for joy, which was great. <laughs> it was great. It was, it was really good, good to see. see. Yeah, absolutely. She put in a lot of work. She put in a lot of work up to she's this She's put point. in a huge amount of work. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Um, as well, it's good to mention that like uh, where Jess was coming from, there's a little bit of background on both of these ladies. I mean, Megan is really strong. She's, you know, WA strongest woman and strongman for 82 kilo weight class. Um, she's dropping a weight class, getting into powerlifting now, which is fantastic. Jess um, hasn't had the background in strongman or, um, or in powerlifting. And she's just been training for about the last year and, and set this goal for herself. She uh, had to weigh in. Um, even though the weights didn't really mean much because you're not going for weight class, you know, winners in the novice comp, um, they still make you weigh in. So it's like a, they can put you into a correct flight and so that it's getting the feel for the real deal. Yep. And she, uh, to make the record board here, uh, she had to make, you know, the a certain weight class. So she she worked really hard to make that weight class. And, and in making it, uh, marked a 60 kilogram body weight reduction from where she started you know, a little over a year ago, which is just which is phenomenal. Huge for so a year. she's come, she's, it's a bit over a year now that she's been losing weights, maybe yeah. a year and a half even, but even so phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge amount of weight to lose and not to mention losing all that weight, confidence and self-confidence has skyrocketed. Yeah. And strength has, has rocketed up as well. Absolutely. Cause it, we actually, she hasn't actually been training for powerlifting for that long. We were just doing general strength and fitness. Yeah. And it wasn't until, and where she placed in that novice comp as well, a lot of, the other athletes had been lifting for quite a while. A few of them had a been. A few of them were fresh, were, were but a few, fresh. Of, a few, a few of them had been lifting for a while. Lifting. And she stacked up well against. I, I believe, and I, we had to check the website that she came uh, second or third in that weight class, which had eight competitors in it, mm. which is great yeah. for her first one. So she's pumped, um, full of confidence. We're going to get her stuck into the next. She either is going to do another novice comp coming up at the end of the year. If anyone pulls out of states and is willing to sell their admission ticket, um, she might even try to jump in for states in a few weeks. But she's definitely going to compete at the end of the year. But I think we're uh, slowly now building a bit of a, um, a stable of athletes that are going to be jumping in. And, and we're going to be doing it too. We are. We yes. are. So we decided that we are going to be doing a big group event where we're going to get as yeah. many members from the gym as we can too. So I'm not sure exactly when. I when want to do it at states, GPC states next year. Now, they're holding states in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. um, normally, it's earlier. They had to delay it because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be somewhere in the 8 to 12 month range from now. Cool. Okay. So um, that is going to be... Uh, my goal, at least. Um, I know Gavin's keen. You're keen. Tita was keen. We got Megan. I'm sure Jess is going to be keen. We got. I've got two online clients that are keen. Gonna get as so many we're going to get a squad together. Yeah. We're going to get a squad gang. together. Everyone's going to be wearing the shirts. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, and that's going to be different as well. Because how do you then be a handler and also prepare yourself? So it's going to be exactly. another experience for both of us. Exactly. Yeah, well, so. we're just going to have to do a fair bit more education. I think that's that's going to be the biggest thing. I was actually thinking about this while we were there. I was like, well, we're handling two people, and it was. A little bit of a handful with the two of them just trying to make sure that everything was like there and running and good and everything went smoothly because there was two of us but for two people so if we're focusing on ourselves and everyone else we're either going to have to have way more help or everyone's going to need to know what they're doing no so basically that just comes down to um athlete 
coach communication beforehand on the day and a bit more preparation. So basically that little sheet that yeah. I had in my pocket, I pulled out, it had Megan, Jess, it had squat, bench, deadlift, it had the warm-up weights that I wanted to get through the for how many lot, reps, yeah. and then it had the ideal attempts, their backup attempts, and what their goals were. So we're going to need so to be able basically, to... Each athlete has to have their own exactly. code, right? Yeah. So they can look at it and go, all right, what am I doing? This is what I'm doing. But the likelihood is if we have, let's say, eight to 10 competitors, is that there's going to be you know, two or three of them in each division or mm-hmm. in each flight at least, which means they should be able to help themselves warm up. Yeah, all so right? we're going to have to start training together as a group in the gym, getting yep. everyone educated and like getting them to understand mm-hmm. what they're doing, getting them to understand how to do it, the importance of timing the warm-ups all the stuff we were talking about before it's all all well and good to have your coach there to tell you what to do and you to just focus on what you're doing but yeah they're going to have to have a little bit more involvement our job is going to be more uh oversight especially if we're competing on the same day or in a you know a a flight close by and we need to be warming up we're going to want to have eyes on lift Mm -hmm. to make sure that they're confident in their next um attempt number Um, and we're going to have to make sure they have everything before they lift that they need. So any smelling salts, chalk, there's always chalk at the event, um, talcum powder for, for deadlifts, all that sort of stuff. For everyone. Everyone gets a bum bag. Everyone gets a bum bag. <laughs> yes. You get a bum bag. You get a bum bag. <laughs> and we just pre Look under your seats. Everybody gets a bum bag. It's a pre-packed bum bag, right? We should we should lock Ooh. and load it full of all the stuff that people need to compete on their That's own, right? Cool. You get them each like a little flip pad, some smelling salts. Is uh, this coming out of... Your wage or mine? Because Definitely coming out of your oh, wage. That geez. seems like an expensive buy. <laughs> yeah, gee. I don't know if you want to volunteer me for that, but thanks. I appreciate it. I'll write the list of the things you need in the bum bags. Okay. I'll do yeah. some of the leg work. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, I think let's just, just so people, uh, one last shout out to the girls at the comp. So basically Megan, who competed in the um, uh, under 82 kilo division, mm-hmm. 82 and a half kilo division, she ended up squatting 135 kilos, bench pressed 85, <coughs> should have been 90, should have been 90. Um, and deadlifted 180, which is fantastic. For a total of 400. For a total of 400. Now, without too much pressure going into states, they did post some of the other girls that are competing, mm-hmm. and currently that is the second highest total. Now, those other totals are older. They might have been, they, I'm sure all the ladies have been training really hard. So she is dumping straight into a, the deep end, but into a, a good amount of competition. So I'm really excited to see how she goes at States. Mm-hmm. Um, Jess also did fantastic uh, four from four PBs. Uh, hit the triple digits on squats, 100 kilo squat. Yeah, which is awesome. Which is awesome. Um, 55 on the bench press, mm-hmm. um, which was one of the slowest bench presses I've ever seen. But she got it in she one movement. Did. did not stop. Did not quit. Got the rep up. And locked she got it all out. Three and lights too, didn't she? She got all three on that yeah. lift. Yes, uh, and then uh, smashed a 125 deadlift yeah. um, for a total of 280, 280, 280 kilos. Yeah, yeah. She did really well. So yeah, absolutely crushed it, um, which is uh, great to see. Yeah, it was good to see as well. It's not like it was too much of a struggle they hit pbs for every single lift it was just consistently kicking ass across the course of the day yeah and in comparison to a lot of the other athletes they just they were having so much fun with it it just seemed like the two of them together with the do it i just really enjoyed it you know yeah. everyone seemed to have really well, good, we had a good support it could have been worse yeah. they could have like had more <laughs> missed lifts yeah they could have you know well they was... both went eight for nine so they, they got eight successful lifts out of nine attempts total they both missed one bench press um but you know that's all right well for and a novice comp that's for a novice comp it's fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. usually you see people make silly mistakes like they move before the refs make the call um like in powerlifting you have to listen to a referee's command before you lift or before you rack it pretty straight People, yeah, people will not only sometimes technically fail the lift because they can't do it, but because 
um, they start pressing and then it comes back down so it's not one lift uh, or they yeah. might um, lock out unevenly or they might just uh, miss up a call and go beforehand because they're so excited that they don't listen for the squat call. Yeah, so, for each of the lifts, there's a rest. So to go eight Literally. out of nine is really great for a first come. And I was trying to explain to, um, to Megan, um, which I'll explain to everyone, is that it's really important that, that you're trying to get all of your lifts, which sounds um, obvious, of course, but if you look at all the you know the big records that are set, mm-hmm. they're not set on second attempts. They're, they're set on thirds, yeah. which means people are making their first and second attempts. So if you want to really be out there pushing PBs, breaking records, it's not about just being, I'm going to be gun ho hero on the day and just go for this massive number right out the gate. Right. It's like, no, you be strategic, you make your lifts, you set yourself up for a big final lift, and that way you're going to have the biggest chance of getting um, successful PBs and, and records. Well, not even just that. It's not all comps are about that comp. Like the, the, there are some comps that are kind of, guides getting you set up for the next comp for the next one right in a year in, well you know. what's what's funny or what's funny is but what's interesting is going into states with megan now are um she got the 180 she's already told me i want a 190 deadlift next you know i'm gonna get the 200 eventually but i want the 190 next mm-hmm. i was like fantastic I said well we've got three weeks and you can definitely get more than 180 because that flew up i said but now it's a strategic game because at states no one cares what your deadlift is people care what your total is yep so if she's in the position where let's say she's one of the final lifters on the deadlift and she needs a 175 to get the win, to get the total, the biggest total, then she's well, sm- we're going to go smash. for a 175. We're not going to go for a 190. Yeah, exactly. There's no point in getting a, going for a PB, uh, a 190, you know, exactly. going for a PB. She focus and more on a squat yes. and bench to yeah. get those numbers There's always up. times to PB individual lifts, but you want to go for the win. That's the important thing at a competition where your total is what counts. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of different strategy coming up, but that will be um, exciting. And I'm sure we'll do a podcast post states and to talk about how that went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Nice. It'll be good to start uh, start getting into some more some more competitive coaching as well. I'm yeah. I'm really excited about that moving forward. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on. So I'm going to be coaching at uh, the Strongman um, qualifier the week after states, and then there's going to be an end of the year novice comp. There's going to be, I'm sure, a second qualifier for Strongman. So there's a few comps coming up, and we're going to get you down to all of them. Um, it's going to be good. And then Nando's afterwards always sounds like a good treat. Nando's afterwards was was great that rolled was on treat. out of there it was a fantastic treat yeah. i really enjoyed that the best part was that it was free that was well it wasn't free Thanks the strength the strength institute <laughs> was so happy with everyone's performances that they shouted but that's all yeah Either i think everything tastes better when it's free but also when you win that's that right Tastes good. Taste. Tasted like victory. Tastes so sweet. <laughs> Anyhow, guys, I think that's the wrap up for the uh, for the recap of the novice comp um, held at Richie's gym this last weekend. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for listening. Um, hopefully, maybe you listened and you're interested in jumping into one yourself. Reach out to us um, because we can get you ready. Yeah, awesome, um, guys. As as the those two amazing women will tell you, they couldn't have done it without us. <laughs> which, was, which was nice. That made me feel pretty good not about to myself. Toot, not to toot my own horn, but toot freaking toot. Toot, toot, toot. Toot, toot, toot. See you guys. Have a good one. See you we'll next, catch time. You next time. I didn't use it enough. <laughs> <laughs>